Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. If you are like me, it is disheartening to listen to the news and see the horrific things that are happening in our country, in our state, in our city, and in some of our homes. There's murders and neglect and abuse, and trafficking, and violence. God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven, and he will heal our land. God has the solution to our sin problem. Stay tuned after today's broadcast, and we're going to invite you to come out and join us for a week of fasting and prayer for our children, our community, our city, our country, our culture, and our churches. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. We're not going to take a lot of time today, but we will take some time to look at something that is very vital in the body of Christ. Just grab a hold of your Bible, repeat after me. Say, all Scripture is God breathed and is useful for my teaching, for my correction, for my rebuking, for my training in righteousness, so that I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I want to talk directly and expressly to you, each and every one of us personally. When Jesus Christ was getting ready to return to heaven after he had spent the three years here preaching and teaching and healing and raising the dead, he gave instructions to his disciples in the book of Matthew chapter 28. And this is what he said to them. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This is the command from Jesus himself. What would you say or how would you respond if he just had a one-on-one conversation with you and gave you that command? This command is often referred to as the Great Commission. Yet whenever you bring up the topic of evangelism, People often cringe and get nervous. You don't have to say anything about that. I already know that. When you bring up evangelism to Christians and believers, we get a little edgy. But there is one thing that believers and non-believers have in common. They both have anxiety about evangelism. You get edgy about going to them and they get edgy about you coming to them. When it comes to sharing the gospel, 
it seems that we plan more for failure than we plan for success. We've done a survey here in the church about why, why people don't share their faith more often. And, and we asked the members, why don't people share their faith more often? And they told us why people don't do that. And they were talking about themselves when they finally put that information down. We didn't ask you why you didn't do it. You told us why other folks didn't do it and they don't do it for the same reason you don't do it. <laughs> Maybe that's why statistics indicate, listen to this, that 95% of all Christians have never led another person to Christ. Now think about yourself. And when was the last time you led somebody to salvation? in Christ. And how long have you been saved? For many followers of Jesus, the great commission have become the great omission. And when we think of sin, we, we often envision the commandments that we've broken God's law or we've been disobedient to the word of God. But the Bible also speaks of the sin of commission and the sin of, or the sin rather of omission. A sin of Commission is doing something you should not do and being disobedient to God. That's when that's the sin of commission. But there's also a sin of omission, and that's not doing what you should do. In the book of James, chapter 4, 17, James says, To him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Let me ask you this question. If you were walking down the street, and you heard some people screaming and you looked in the direction of the screaming and you saw a house in flames and there were people trapped inside, would you just keep walking? Or would you try to help? I hope you're gonna say, at least I'm gonna try to help. Uh, if I'm not gonna run in and try to rescue anybody, I'm gonna call 911. Well, why is it that we see people that is going to the biggest fire of all, hell, and we don't try to help. We walk by people every day that we know and some that we don't know who are without Christ and we don't do a thing to help them. We don't try to initiate a conversation about our faith. We just keep walking. Something far worse than a house fire awaits those who reject the offer of eternal life and forgiveness through Jesus Christ. That's the eternal fires of hell. Now, the last thing God wants to do is send any man or woman that he made in his own image to a place called hell. That's the last thing God wants to do. It is not in God's interest to send people to hell. He don't send them. In fact, he's trying to keep people from going. That's why he called you to help him. Uh, just say, he called me. Come on, say that. He called you to help him. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to live among us and to die on the cross and then rise up from the dead so that we can have that eternal life and we can have that testimony. This is where you come in. God wants to use you to bring people to himself. God wants to use you to bring people to himself. You might say, God could never use someone like me. Well, he can and he will if you would let him. 
Now, let me tell you something about God. He's not going to force you to share your faith. But he will prompt you. That inner voice on the inside. We normally call that voice, something said, something told me. That's what we usually call that voice. You ever talk to that something told you? Something told me. That's him. He'll prompt you, and then when he prompts you, all you need to do is take a step of faith. I'm just going to talk about the practical application of us allowing God to do in us what he calls us to do and the purpose for which he put us here, and that was to invite somebody else into the kingdom. God will empower you, and God will use you. God will empower you, and God will use you. God will empower you, and God will use you. It's not that he won't use us or won't empower us. He's looking for our availability. There is an adventure. There, I would even go to say uh, that there is an excitement of being used by God. Especially in the area of telling others about Jesus. If you can just share your faith with someone and see them come to faith in Christ and change their life around. You're talking about a, an enjoyment and an excitement. If you feel like you just uh, are in a rut or you feel like God's not going to use you, start telling people about Jesus. Here's what the Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord search back and forth across the whole earth looking for people whose hearts are perfect towards him so that he can show his great power in helping them. You know what that says? The eyes of the Lord is going back and forth. It's like God's getting up every day. He says, okay, who's in? Who's in today? Who's in today? Oh, they, they ain't, they're not listening to me. They got their mind on something else. They got their mind on going to church, but they ain't got their mind on going to share. They got their mind on singing, but it's not sharing. They got their mind on all other kind of things, but not sharing. I need somebody who I can work through today. God is going to and fro in the earth looking for somebody who's saying, Lord, if you would use me today, I'm available. God's looking for you. Then he says, I could show myself strong. I could show myself powerful on their behalf. That's what God does, and he does it every day. And just think about all the number of believers that he's got to walk by because they ain't paying attention and they're not interested. All the church folks that he's got to walk by because they are not interested. Oh, we, so we say we're interested in concept, but in our practice, we're not interested. So if we were interested, there will be more people coming to Christ. That's the bottom line. If everybody in here right now would share their testimony with one person a week, we'd have more than 100 people coming to Christ this year. You don't have to have the whole church, just the ones that's in here doing it. Having it in the forefront of our priorities. I want to share what God is doing in my life to somebody. God is searching for someone who will just say, use me, Lord. That's all he wants, wants you to say, use me, Lord. Now, the question is, would you be that person? I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, and I'm not going to ask. This is rhetorical, so you don't have to answer. How many of us have even considered a goal of the number of people that we want to share our faith with? 
You know, I want to share my faith with one person a month. That'll be 12 this year. For most of us, that's 12 more than last year. One a week, that's 52. If we don't have a goal, if we don't even consider it, we won't even approach that pathway and do nothing because our goal is zero because we've set nothing and we, we meet that target. Lord, I'd like to share, I'd like you to open up a way for me at least for one person a week for, for me just to speak into their lives, for, for me just to share a word of encouragement, just to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Just one person a week, Lord, just one. And Lord, can we do just one? When you share your faith, it could be and most likely will be exciting and fun. Psalms chapter 126 verse 6 says, Those who wept as they went out carrying the seed will come back singing for joy as they bring in the harvest. Did you see that? Those that wept as they went out carrying the seed will come back singing for joy as they bring in the harvest. God knows you got issues, but you've had those issues whether you reach another folk or not. So he says, even with your issues, you may be weeping over, you go out and reach somebody and bring in the harvest, you're going to have some joy. Let me just tell you how that works. God said, I'm going to give you some joy when you go out and begin to do the work of the Lord and bring it in the harvest, even in the middle of your issues. I believe the person that gets healed quickest is the one that's doing the most work in the harvest field. Because God said, I got to keep them up and going. I got to keep you up and going because you ain't got time to be sick. So just get on up, be healed and keep going. But if you're sitting down watching television and reading the magazines and you just got all kind of sickness and say, Lord, heal me. He might say, for what? I need to bring you on home. So Jesus told us, look at what Jesus said. He said, there is joy in heaven over every sinner that comes to repentance. Have y'all seen that in the scripture? He says, every sinner that comes to repentance, there's joy in heaven. What else has he said in scripture that there was joy in heaven about? Nothing. He says, every sinner that's repentant. So he says that. So if there's joy in heaven, when someone gets saved, we ought to be joyful and having a role in that salvation. The angels are rejoicing. We should be joyful and happy to tell others about our relationship with God and explain how they can have a relationship too. Think about it. What is the purpose of our church? You know what the purpose is? to reach others for Christ. I said to a group, if we're not reaching people for the Lord Jesus Christ, if reaching the unbelievers and sinners was our business, we'd be out of business. 95% of our new members come from other churches. Now, if our purpose was to reach folks that go to other churches when they're in transition, they're trying to reestablish, they're trying to get somewhere else they can be fed, they're trying to get somewhere else they can get their needs met, they just didn't like where they were going, and they, you know, they just didn't like the pastor no more, they didn't like this, they didn't like that, they're just trying to find somewhere else, we'd be hitting our purpose. But for reaching unbelievers and sinners and the ungodly and the unchurched, we're missing our target. 
And if that was our business, we'd have to put up a sign that says, out of business. And we need to change that. The way the world is going, with all the stuff that's going, it is no time to play like you in church. The business of the church is redemption and reaching the lost. And if we're not doing that, I ain't having fun. I want to see a lot of baby believers and, and, and new believers, people that don't know how to act when they come to church. They're not going to get on my nerve. I tell you the one that get on your nerve that comes in and start telling you how you need to run things. New believers can't tell you that. They don't know. See, the happiest believers are the evangelistic ones. And the unhappiest believers are the sour saints. You find somebody that's reaching other people for Christ. They are bouncing off the wall. See, the sour saints are so busy about arguing what the Bible says that they're going to miss out on opportunities to reach others. This is what an old country preacher said. He said, if we're too busy using our sickles on each other, we will miss the harvest. And that's what we're doing in church with our sickle that's, that's supposed to be out there in the harvest field gathering the harvest. We're using our sickle on each other. No, I don't believe that like that. I don't believe that. There's a joy that we're missing out on if we're not sharing our faith. Now, God can reach people without us, but instead he's chosen to work through us. In fact, he seems to go out of his way to find the most unlikely candidates to accomplish his divine purpose. He goes out of his way to find unlikely people. And sometimes I've seen a move of God through people. And I remember when I was in college back years ago, they had this movement called the Jesus Movement. And some of y'all don't know that. They were mostly in California, but these were hippies that would be in the airport and everywhere else. They're just telling people about Jesus. And I was one of the church folks at the Sanctified Church. They can't be saved looking like that. That can't be God. Look at them. They got beards and long hair and, and raggedy clothes and everything. But the Jesus movement people reached a lot of people for Christ. They didn't know better. They were unchurched folks reaching unchurched folks. And God will use you. Don't think God's not going to use me. He used Moses. Moses said, I have a speech impediment. God said, I'm going to use you. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. I, I'm too young to go talk to those people. God says, I'm going to use you. I called you before you was in your mother's womb. Noah got drunk. Abraham was old. Jacob was a liar. And David had an affair. But God used them all. Peter denied Christ. The disciples couldn't stay up for prayer. So I ask God to use y'all like he used the disciples. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus called a prayer meeting and nobody show up. He went over there, they were asleep, but he used them. Lazarus was dead. He used Lazarus. He was in the grave. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out of there. He used him as a testimony so God can get glory. So if he used all those, especially a dead Lazarus, now what's your excuse? You might say, I'm not qualified. You might say, I'm not gifted. I'm not talented. But you are just the kind of person that God is looking for. 
He likes to use people who are not self-confident. You know why? Because you have to depend on him. When God does something, God wants the glory out of it. So your, your lack of self-confidence is, is just right with God. God says, okay, good, I can use that. You just go. He told Moses, as a matter of fact, you just go and speak. I'll tell you what to say. You ain't got to worry about what to say. I'll tell you. Here's what, here's, here's what Paul said about us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says, but this precious treasure... This light and power that now shines within us is held in a perishable container. He called it an earthen vessel. That is, in our weak bodies, everyone can see that the glorious power within must be from God. It's not our own. He said this is in an earthen vessel. All of this power, all this light is in a vessel that's decaying. So it's not our power, it's God's power that's going to do the work. Do you have the power of God on the inside of you? If you do, you're gonna, his power is going to do the work, not yours. So you may not feel qualified, but God is not looking for ability as much as he's looking for availability. The question is, are you available. In fact, God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the call. You just respond to him. He'll qualify you. God has not blessed you with all these messages that you've heard. Now some of you, and somebody been saved over 20 years in here? Anybody been saved over 15 years? 10 years? You probably heard a thousand messages. But God didn't bless you with all those messages that you've heard in the church or on television or on the radio so you can hoard it all to yourself. You, you've seen the pictures of, uh, on, on the television of the hoarders and they got stuff, every time they see something, they just bring it in the house and they don't do nothing with it, just stack it. After a while, it's so, uh, it's so prevalent in their houses, it restricts their movement. They can't get around, they can't do anything. And after a while, they become dangerous and unsanitary because they got so much stuff. And that's the way some believers are. You done heard all these messages and you just stack them, stack one on top of the other, stack one on top of the other, till after a while, you can't move, you can't do nothing. I, I, I got the word of God in me. I got the word of God. I'm a mighty man of God. I'm anointed and I, I just, I'm just sitting here. I'm the guardian of the word. Yeah, I got the word of God and let me go over there and see what they're saying and see if they're rightly dividing the word. So that's what happened. If you don't put out what you got coming in, you're going to get stagnant. You're going to get stagnant and after a while you're going to get uh, distracted. You're going to get discouraged because you're not doing what God called you to do. This is Jerry G. Martin. I want you to know that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how many situations and trials you're going through, God has the answer to your problem. God has a solution to the sin problem, and that's salvation through Jesus Christ. We can get discouraged by the things that we see on the news or in a culture, the violence, the anger, the dissent, the division among people. There is a solution to this problem. If the believers are the light of the world, why is it so dark out there? God wants his people to be revived and to let his light shine so that those who are in darkness can come to him. 
This week, beginning Monday, November the 1st, we're in five nights of prayer and fasting. You can join right along with us. God put the burden on the shoulders of his people. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear it and I will heal your land. We will be meeting at 7 o'clock p.m. in person at our worship center at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you feel the urgency to come and join with other believers and pray, come on out and be with us. We will lift our voice to the Lord and ask him to revive us, to renew us, and to heal our land. We have family members that need the saving and delivering power of Jesus Christ. We have issues in our lives that only the miracle hand of God can take care of. For more information, call us at 281-964-1393. Bring your request, be our guest, and join us as we pray. 7 o'clock p.m., 16161 Old Humble Road. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.